weirdos, and welcome to another episode of Less Chat, not a lesbian podcast, but we are. <laughs> it's Larissa and Jess. This is where I say my Really? Yeah, this is where you say your name for the people that don't know who we are, honey. Do we have fans like that who don't know who we are? I don't Hi, know. Hi, mom and dad. Hola, ma. Hola, pa. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't understand this or listen to this anyway. No? Oh, no, definitely not. My <laughs> mom will be so lost. So how have we been doing this week? What's what, what's up with you this week, babe? You live with me, you know. Yeah, but, like, I want the people that are listening to us to know what you did this week. Um, well, what did I do this week? I worked. I also performed with um Punk Rockin' and Pasty Poppin' on Monday. They're freaking awesome if you're in the Boston area and you happen to be around on the second Monday of any month. Go check it out at the Midway Cafe. It's run by um Honey Pie and Jane Doe and they're... Two freaking fabulous ladies. So make sure you check it out if you're in Boston. If not, come to Boston and check it out. Yeah, because this Boom. one is not like um, punk rocking the, I mean, heavy leather that they posted it live. This one is not live. Right? It's not a TV show, yeah, no. Okay, okay. And <laughs> I... Not that, not that fancy. Not that fancy. I mean, it's pretty fancy. I saw, like, a couple of costumes that were, like, to die for, especially the pizza box one. The pizza boxes were awesome. Yeah, and the girl that Lots was... of people throwing spaghetti on them. Yeah, the, the <laughs> so... theme of the night was Italian. Italian, yes. <laughs> and Jess started to sing Mambo, Mambo, Italiano, and then I can't stop re you know playing the song in my head yeah yeah i we also went to a survivor viewing for those who don't know i think most we're having like a fight with our cat because she's like trying to like sleep on top of our paperwork and it's not allowed babe uh <laughs> i need we, to read that no you can't you can't and now they're gonna fight awesome wow We went to <laughs> Brett LaBelle's house for a survivor viewing, and we met there with Denise from China and her husband, and Trisha from Kagajan, and also Jeremy was there with Val, and mm -hmm. we had a blast. It was, like, a really good night. I was a little bit anxious because I haven't met these people, like, face-to-face. And it was, like, really good. I had a great time. Food was delicious. Trish made, like, stuffed, stuffed shells. And that onion bread, that bread was so good. Super good. So good. Denise broke those wings, too. They were like amazing. The, yeah. Amazing. I want to take this chance to give shout-outs to two podcasts that I've been listening to this week. The first one is Murder City, True Crime of Houston, Texas. And I found this one because I was kind of having like a feud on Twitter. You know, I love to fight with people on Twitter. <laughs> yes. About another podcast that was apparently shut down. You fight with people on Twitter? I do. From oh. time to time. Stupid people mostly. And also, I was trying to see what was out there in terms of gay, lesbian, queer podcasts, and I found Later Day Lesbian, and it's a podcast about this lady that came out a little bit late in her life, and she used to be a Mormon, and how this has been, like, going on with her life, and I find it super interesting, and they are hilarious, 
and I've been laughing a lot at work, and they don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> I also want to thank Riley San Carlo, our dear friend, for our music. ¿Quién es Riley? Riley. She's used to be Riley for all our <laughs> friends in PR, but now she's famous, and her new name is Riley. Riley. Because you want people to actually say name. They're always confused with her name and my name, too. I love when people butcher. Lisa? Larissa. <laughs> they butcher my name, and it's totally, totally fine with it. I came to terms with it, and it doesn't bother me anymore. I would also like to do a recap from last week. You remember how we're talking about our coming out stories? Oh, no, I was blacked out the whole time. You were blacked out? Yeah. Because of Grandma's bacon. I miss Grandma's bacon. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Hi, Grammy. I want to, like, read this short uh, story that our friend Nicole said. It says, when I started college, I found out I'm gay. I knew my mother would react badly to the news, so I called her in the middle of the night when she was about 2,000 miles away, and I wasn't supposed to see her for four months to tell her. Her verbal reaction was essentially, I raise you better. Your friends influence you. You're going to hell. We didn't speak to each other for a month and didn't touch the subject again for a long time. Fast forward to almost five years later, she was fawning over how cute my then-girlfriend and I looked together. Fast forward another year later, and she made her first gay joke. I was telling her about this woman at the salon I work, telling me to go out to her church to meet Christian boys, to which my mother responded, did you ask her if there were any Christian girls you could meet? Fast forward to present day, and she's asking me what pronouns my transgender friends prefer. Hey! Yay! You go, mom! Over the last decade of my life, my mom has done a 180, which makes me feel confident to talk to her when the time comes about my own gender identity. And I feel it won't take another decade for her to accept that and talk about how far parent. We're talking about how far parents go after finally realizing who we are and that our sexuality doesn't define us. I think that in your case, your mom is doing like way better after meeting me. Like, we text. We're buddies. <laughs> she was trying to help me do my taxes. It didn't work out because I, I don't understand numbers. <laughs> but she put the effort, yeah. and I try to put the she effort. She tries. She tries. You know what it is, is that she's so good with numbers, is that, that she doesn't realize that we people who are bad with numbers don't understand what the fuck she's saying. Yeah, I only know percentages <laughs> for discount on clothing and shit. Yeah, I no. really don't understand. She's like, no, no, see, it makes sense. If you open up an IRA savings account and then you do this and you won't be able to touch the money until you're 60 years old, but when you're I using the an money interest now. rate of, of 0.8%, and I'm like, what? I don't understand what you I just don't get do. it. Just tell me what to do. It's fine. But yeah, no, I mean, she's, she's come around pretty far. Um, yeah. You know. I love your dad. Your dad is hilarious. My dad is a rock star. Yes, he's been great since the beginning, especially that first time that we met. At Don't that, talk about that. At that Christmas party. Don't talk and about that. I'm not going to talk about in details, but he rocked it. Listen, guys, maybe if at some point in time we open a Patreon and have some special content, then we can talk about the way my father was at his Christmas party, but we're not going to talk about and it And his first, like... Four sentences towards me. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start with our gays news of the week. Dunks, 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 dunks. Is that gonna be our? 
are playing no. music. No, we're trying to figure out how to edit and add yeah. things in. And all of the theme songs are, yeah, it's going well. It's going. We're working on it. I think that episode by episode, it's going to get better and better and better. And you'll laugh more and more and more if you're not already doing that. Because we are both ridiculous. But for now, bear with us. We're working on it. Give me your news. So my first news is that the Washington Blade reports that Alyssa Milano is apparently trans, gay, a person of color, an immigrant, and all minorities all together. You say, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. On International Women's Day, Milano tweeted, My transgender sisters, I am celebrating <laughs> with you. I'm putting the intonation by myself. I don't know if she actually <laughs> thought Said it, it that way. Yeah. I'm celebrating with you this hashtag National Women's Day. Someone replied to her, Alyssa, are you transgender? And Alyssa replied back, I'm trans, I'm a person of color, I'm an immigrant, I'm a lesbian, I'm a gay man, I'm the disabled, I'm everything. And so are you, Kirk. No, Apparently, Kirk is the person that tweeted. But you're not! She's not. Don't be afraid of what you don't know or understand. No one wants to hurt you. We're all just looking for a happily ever after. Then a lot of people started to tweet back at Alyssa about how this was not cool. Yeah, that is not cool. No, no. This is not how any of this works. Oppression and intersectionality isn't an outfit that you decide to put on whenever you like. And supporting trans people, people of color, immigrants, lesbian, gay men, and disabled people is all well and good. Climbing to be them just because you love them is not sort of a cyanide and pervert. The idea of being an ally, I support disabled people, doesn't mean I'm disabled. Was that a retweet response? Yes. Is that okay? So that's why you're reading. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like that was uh, a response from another person following this long thing. In the end, Milano apologized about her comment with, "I'm glad this tweet invoked conversation. I'm so sorry if offended some. I see you and I hear you, but just remind, empathy." It's not a bad thing. Nuance is important and literal interpretation is not always intended. And I can identify with and not identify as. No. Both are powerful. I think Eliza was trying to show her support towards the no, trans community. No, she was trying to be nice, but honestly, after a certain point, don't try and, like, make it some holier-than-thou, like, I, so, I was being, you know, empathetic and, and you know, inclusive and, and saying that I identify as one of you. It's like, no. It's like me being like, I can understand your struggle, black person, because I, too, am black. No, no, you're not. I'm not that. I'm not that. And unfortunately, I'm never going to understand the struggle that people of color go through because I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm not that. And so I can see why people got offended about that because showing support and being an ally is freaking awesome. But being like, I am you. No, you're it's, not. It's not accident. And it's actually not. No, you're not. I am part of the LGBTQ community. I will never tweet something like that. No. I cannot. And you know, I have had issues before with this. Like, people trying to say, I'm this, while you're not. 
like especially not trying to bash anybody because if you feel that way you feel that way but i don't understand how people can say oh let's talk about this latino to latino with me when you grew up here in the states like your parents are hispanic and i understand that i am i get you're trying to be supportive or try to connect with me But we do not come from the same place. Right. We didn't it ain't have the, the same thing. Yeah, we didn't have the same struggles. Love you, but no. <laughs> what about you, Jess? What do you have for us today? That was a really slick segue. What I mean, a segue? Isn't that those little thingies that you used no. to like pour around? <laughs> yeah, those little thingies. It really I mean, is. yes, those are called segues. <laughs> but... Before the creation of that beautiful, really helpful motorized device, Segway is I found it so ridiculous. It's it's just a transition in conversation, like moving from one topic to another uh, is called the Segway. I thought we were is... gonna get Segways and like <laughs> no. use them around the house. No, no. All right, so let's talk about this one. It's a little bit serious, but it's important. Um, Andrea Yearwood, who's a junior at Cromwell High School in Connecticut, uh, recently finished second in the 55-meter dash at the State Open Indoor Track Championships, which is awesome. But instead of a well-deserved accolade from her community, she now finds her achievements being publicly challenged because she's transgender. Oh. So, I mean, obviously there's always been an issue of women's and men's sports being separated because there's a lot of, of issues and, and false ideas like um, the idea that physical exertion is going to harm women's reproductive systems or that women are inferior athletes to men. That's historically been used to like quote unquote protect women out of participation in entire fields like marathon racing contact sports like girls in football that was a really big deal when i was younger girls, oh really yeah girls don't play football because they play with the boys and they could get hurt ladies are delicate but everybody gets hurt in football i know that's, it doesn't matter who you are you're gonna get hurt. that's so people stupid. are yeah but yeah so that was a, a really big thing so it's it's athletics in general are Historically, super uninclusive. Um, but there was an enactment um, of a title that was a federal statute that banned sex discrimination in school programs and activities that were receiving federal funds. And that was intended to end that kind of discrimination. And it's has resulted in a dramatic increase in girls' participation in sports. So there have been girls that have been able to play on the boys' um, teams and things like that. I always played with the boys when I was a kid. We played baseball. I always bat because I was the only girl, so I bat for both teams. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> trans, you know, doesn't translate to my real life. I only bat for one team and only one team. <laughs> the JJs. Oh, good God. Um, <laughs> but, you know, girls being in sports is really, really important. I mean, it's important to me. It's something I feel super strongly about because when girls are pushed out of sports they miss out on community building and, and leadership skills and also particularly with trans students I mean I think that can you imagine being that young and going through that like you must feel so out of place like I already felt out of place during high school I can't imagine adding yeah. this whole other layer of stuff so now this poor girl is dealing with all of these other things um But actually, so these stereotypes are also being invoked in the arena of professional sports, which I had no idea. Um, so there's gender testing that's been used to police bodies of women of color and intersex women. The International Association of Athletic Federations has targeted intersex women, um, and they have targeted athletes for testosterone testing based on arbitrary limits. So basically, they will test you for your testosterone, and if your testosterone is too high, then no, you're excluded. Yeah, that happened like years ago, something related to, like that in um, Olympics 
with a, I think she was a runner. And yeah. it happened recently too. This lady from Spain, Maria Patino. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty upsetting because that new set of proposed regulations that requires females with hypoandro- hyperandrogenism, wow, words, to undergo unnecessary medical treatment to suppress their hormones in order to compete. So, hyperandrogenism is um, when your testosterone levels are very high as a woman, which can happen. Can happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it can absolutely happen. And then that would, you know, basically force them into having to take all of these hormones and undergoing, you know, hormone therapy that they don't need to go through that could end up actually being super harmful for their bodies that would then affect the rest of their lives just because they want to be able to participate in, in something sports. that, well, and yeah, in these sports and particularly in professional sports, that's your job. You know yes. what I mean? So then you have all this pressure to to undergo all of this medical treatment. I don't know. That just sounds crazy to me. It does sound crazy. I mean, everybody should play the sport that they want without restrictions. It's it's stupid. Uh, I was reading the other day in the the Miami Herald published the Germany compensates man, gay men investigated after World War Two. The German authorities on Wednesday extended compensation payments to more gay men who were investigated under a law criminalizing homosexuality, of course, that was enthusiastically enforced in West Germany after World War II. Lawmakers approved the annulment of a thousand convictions, that, that's a lot, under paragraph 175 law, which was kept in force since the Nazi era until 1969, when homosexuality was decriminalized. They cleared the way for payments of 3,000 euros, that's 3,300, right? That, did I say that right? I'm very confused 30, with, no. with how you guys say amounts of money 3380 that's easy for me <laughs> and easy for you guys to understand that's like newscaster voice. voice yes uh per conviction plus 1500 i say that one right you did euros for every year of jail time convicted men started wow yeah that's like a lot of money this will apply to men that were investigated, put under investigation, but not convicted. There will be different compensations depending on the investigation and the step that those investigations took upon these men. Paragraph 175, destroy life, let sh- let to shan marriages, harassment, blackmail, and suicide. That blackmail thing reminds me of that show Abducted in Plain Sight. Which the, the oh that, that crazy creepy guy oh was blackmailing the dad. I just don't understand. I'm sorry, but the parent like I, I really want to feel bad for the parents. Okay, let me finish here. the news. Yeah, and we'll talk about the show. Ah. Uh, it destroyed life and the blackmail and so and a lot of people committed suicide because of this. Yeah. Justice Minister Katerina Barley said laws against homosexuality were thought of an up during the Nazi regime and were actually kept by the West Germany after the war. Homosexuality was decriminalized in 1969, but it was taken completely out until the reunification of Germany. Great cat, I love you so much for like just throwing yourself in the middle of our work. <laughs> Pay attention to me. <laughs> no. In all some 68,300 people were convicted under various forms of para- paragraph 175 in both German states. Wow. Yeah, back to that show. 
that shit was fucked up. Yeah, that was insane. I mean, well, first of all, can we talk about how, like, going back to this this news moment here, like, it is great that they are going to compensate, compensate. the men that were investigated. But what happened that with war? the women? Well, I mean, I think that the women were probably just investigated less, right? Because it was less acceptable to be I mean again I don't know I wasn't living in Nazi oh, Germany yeah. and I haven't I have not done any uh you know there's a movie about that research. I mean Jaguar we should revisit that when I saw it like a couple yeah. of years ago I I mean I've never done any significant research into um into homosexual women during World War II but I I have a I have a feeling we were there that they were um investigated yeah I mean obviously no they existed but I have a feeling they were investigated less do you know what I mean? Because yeah. um, close friendships between women were less questionable to than people men. than yeah. men. So I, I would imagine that it would be easier to hide a relationship of that nature, quote unquote, than it would be to, to if you were a guy. Well, um, we should check that out. But yeah, no, we see. should look into that a little bit. But also, my perspective on this is it's great that you're trying to make reparations. But on the other hand, like, isn't it a little bit like too little too, too late? late like, yeah. The psychological damage is already done. Yeah. It's over, and you know? who knows how many of these men are still alive. Yeah. Does it, and does paying it off actually make it any better? Any better. You know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I would be interested to see how that continues to go and if people actually feel any closure on that or if it's just kind of people are like screw you you ruined my life you yeah know? it's like w- the show we're watching about the disappearance of madeline mccain that the guy that was accused uh of abducting uh, her what was the name of it um oh i don't remember his name manur but... manur it was it was with m mm-hmm. and it had a u in it <laughs> and they started like telling and like publishing that he was a pedophile and that he killed madeline and all that and he got a compensation of i think six hundred thousand dollars but yeah the, but your name is the, still it wrecked. was there yeah. it's already there and anybody that just meets this guy and googles him like i google you when we started to go out creep. <laughs> well i just wanted to know if you had a criminal record you can assume that I don't. Well, but you never know. I did not look up your criminal record. I did. I'm not ashamed of it. I did Google you. I found... Yes, I'm a creeper. I found your website, like your art portfolio or something like that. Oh, yeah, my you... my acting website. Don't look it up, guys. Don't do it. Don't, yes, do it. She has pretty pictures there. Every so often, I'll get like a weird request on that. Like, I have, like, a request in email form on that. And, like, every so often it'll be like, Hello, would you like to make lots of money stepping on me in latex clothing? And you're like, where oh. did you even find this? Why what? are you here? Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's... Latex? But how much money are they offering? How much money are we talking? And it's also, like, what about this profile gave you that... The idea that, that I'll yeah, cause that. Yeah, because it's not, like, anything that's unprofessional up there. It's all, you know, like, it's my acting resume and, like... It's or pretty... maybe maybe these people think you have a face that says I'll do crazy shit for money. I, I don't have that kind of face. Though. I know, babe, but people have different perspective of people just by looking at them. Look at all the people that said that I couldn't do anything and I rocked that fucking first challenge and they thought I was fat and chunky and tiny, which I do blame myself. I did put it out there. 
But I rocked that shit out. You're going to get over that at some point. I know you will. Yeah. Um, apparently you are like carrying. You are. Val <laughs> says that it takes at least two years to get over everything. And actually next week. It's uh, my first year anniversary that I left to film the show on the oh, 21st. Yeah. Yep. It's just around the corner. Should we buy like a cupcake to celebrate that I didn't win? I think that we should make like dirt pudding and put gummy worms in it. Yes. Those worms were so great, right, Elizabeth? <laughs> Speaking of chocolate and candy. We never, wait. We never talk about abducted at plain sight. And that we can talk about gun. that in a minute. Can okay. I do my news? Okay, do your news. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Don't get aggressive. I just wanted to talk about a show and now the cat is distressed. <laughs> the cat's not distressed. The cat She's is just stretching. <laughs> She's just hanging out. Anyways, um, so I've got some bad news. Oh, what? Lesbian and bisexual women in the United Kingdom are 14% more likely to be overweight or obese than their heterosexual counterparts, according to a new study published in the Journal of Public Health. That's why I'm so fat right now. That's... <laughs> I don't think you're fat right now. I do. Only you think you're fat right now. I have a little roll. Un chicho. Un chicho. <laughs> So this came from health surveys of over 93,000 participants, and it looked at the relationship between sexual orientation and body mass index. The data goes back as far as 2008, when the UK began tracking sexual orientation in the health surveys, and its findings are similar to those in previous US-based studies. Jane McElroy, who is an associate professor at the University of Missouri School of Medicine, who also researches weight in the LGBT community, says based on her limited research and anecdotal experience, one main cause of the weight disparity is that lesbian and bisexual women often view being thin as conforming to mainstream beauty ideals, which is made by men for men. So I find that pretty interesting. But I will also say that if you're tracking something about BMI, I don't know how accurate that is, right? Like, my BMI is 22.3, and someone, like, oh, overweight... Oh, you checked that? I don't know. Yeah, I looked it up. Um, And, yeah, and, and overweight is considered 25 to 29.9. You are fat. So fat. Well, no, um... Uh, I roll you out the door to put you <laughs> in the car. So someone I used to work with, Matt, um, he had a BMI that indicated that he was severely obese. Oh, really? Yeah, and I well, work with, I, so I, for all you people who met, are listening, uh, he was a, a very fit fitness instructor. Yeah, but we have <laughs> to say, and Matt, you know, I love you, man, that his lunches were fucking huge. His lunches were... <laughs> he will sit down with the biggest Tupperware, I'm like, so buddy, what are you eating? Meat and potatoes? And it was like a lot of meat and potatoes, but oh, yeah. then he will kick that back like a crazy person. It's true. It's true. He would. I, we used to talk about how much money they would run through in in food per week, and it was not. It was it was a non trivial amount. It was no. a non non trivial amount. But anyways, so I do. I will say that. Okay, that that may be true, but BMI is not necessarily, like, the best indicator. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I can see why that whole, quote-unquote, by men, for men thing would maybe affect that. Um, But there's been um, McElroy and Mickey Eliason, who's a professor at San Francisco State University, who also studies LGBTQ health, um, have run multiple studies on this, including a study that aimed to improve the health of lesbian and bisexual women. And they mentioned that that weight loss can be needed for health, especially as women age, because like, 
cholesterol and shit, right? Yeah. Like, you do not want to die of a heart attack. It won't be fun. Yeah, no matter if you're, like, thin or a little bit, you know, thick. Yeah. Heart attack, it's not a good thing. Not the way to go. No. Um, But both of the researchers said that in their groups, the women focused more on health than not weight loss, which is pretty awesome, I think. I think that that should always be the focus of any kind of fitness thing. One of the women who participated said, this was some real warm fuzzies here, doing this with other lesbians, it was like coming home. There's an additional level of stress we experience, and it was nice to see we weren't alone. Aww. Aww. Isn't that cute? That's cute. You know who is also cute? Who? Those two ladies that you sent Oh my me. god! I know, we just sent that today, so we didn't have any time to incorporate them into our awesomeness. But guys, wait, let me look them up. What was their name? It's 420 Old Lesbians, I think it is. I don't the know. Handler. I mean... The I, Handler. <laughs> well, your name thing on, on Instagram... It's just a handle. <laughs> oh, a handler. Oh, yeah. a handler is the one that... Handles you around, I guess. 420 old fat lesbians. Yes. And they have twenty only 25 videos, and it's literally just two older lesbians sitting there smoking weed. 25 videos, and they have 55,000 <laughs> oh of followers. <laughs> and I know that a couple of my friends are Our followers. Fo- Why would you not? How could you not? <laughs> I was laughing at one of the videos that she said that you needed to smoke Barbie's bush, bush off. Jesus Christ. And she, I don't know how she did that. But apparently she drilled a hole into the doll and put like a blonde in the middle of it. Oh and God. she's smoking out of Barbie. I think that was hilarious. And I support these beautiful and amazing ladies. You should go and check them out. What was the name again? 420, 420 Old Fat Lesbians. I identify with them because... You're a 420 Old Fat Lesbian? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm older than you. Not that much. And you're always making fun of me that I'm going to be 40 soon, which I will. Age is just a number. Yeah, that's what all the young people say. Age is just a number it until is. you're like about to reach 30. Hi, honey. I want you to die. No, you don't. <laughs> I do right you now. You don't. So you think we have time to talk about that blackmailing situation on abducted a plane site? Let's hit it real quick. Real quick. Really quick because we have a great, great thing yeah, today. Yeah, we have a lot of submissions. Thanks, guys. But anyways, let's talk about this real fast. How messed up is it that that guy was sleeping with the mother, the father, and the daughter all in one go? And you know what? And you know what? They all knew about it. They all knew. Did I, say, did I send you that meme about the... I sent you that meme first. Oh, you sent it to me? <laughs> and it's the dad like, doing this like, whoop, kind of like reaction. It says, when you cheat on your wife with the guy she's cheating on you, but actually he's cheating on both of you with your daughter hashtag abducted in plain sight that was pretty fucked up from every single part (laughs) everybody there was a mess part of it oh it was horrible it's a really good good um documentary i will recommend it but you really have to pay attention and have a tough Tough stomach. Yeah, lots of things going on in that Lots one. of things going on. Some crazy shit going on there. We are now into the Madeleine McCain case. It's going a little bit too slow for my taste. Kind of like so slow that I have fallen asleep every single night in the middle of the episode. True. I have to start All again. Right. It's time for the theme of the day. Theme of the day, people. We would like, first of all, to thank everybody 
for their awesome submissions. We had an amazing response, and a lot of people wrote us about their, you know, dates from hell. Yes. Ba 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 ba. All right, here we go. I'm gonna start with our friend Laura, and mm -hmm. Laura writes. My first date after getting out of our relationship was with a guy I matched on Tinder. Of course, did, it, did he have a fish on his pictures, Laura? Trust no fish. Trust no fish. All of these straight guys. That's from have. Nora. I can't come. Hashtag Nora. Nora made up that phrase. Nora will be a guest in one of our yeah. podcasts. Love you, boo. Soon. His picture was of him in army uniform holding a puppy. Also, trust no puppy. And... It said his job was a firefighter, so I obviously went out with him. He proceeded to tell me all of the horrible things he saw in Afghanistan in detail, mostly about the child sex slaves. <laughs> no. He didn't take the hint of me trying to take, change the topic, and he even asked for a second date. Because you were such fun conversation the first time. <laughs> I, I I don't know what, like, my my date for this, you know, thing that we're discussing today, it it wasn't good, obviously. It's a date from hell. But I don't need to know about child sex slaves. Yeah, I think like, it's I'm very all, inappropriate. All good. At any point, at any point of a relationship, you there's some stuff that you don't talk about like that. That's not cool. Gross, man. It's just a little heavy for the first date, right? Yeah, if you're listening to this, just wait until you're like maybe five years into the marriage. And then... <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So tell us about your date from hell. Oh, my date from hell. So I have broken up with someone I dated for a couple you know, of years. And I didn't want to date anybody, but my friends were pushing me like, oh, you have to go out on a date. You need Get to, that like, rebound. Move on, move on, move on. And I was kind of like talking to this girl on Instagram and Facebook, and she looked pretty cute on her pictures. And I hope like, that she subscribes to this podcast. I hope she's not. <laughs> <laughs> we're like back and forth, we're like complimenting each other, and my friends were like, you need to go out with her, you need to go out with her, you need to go out with her. And that's when I was working the red-eye shift back at home, so I my day started like, 2.30 in the morning. Right. So I told her, like, hey, I, I were really fucked up shifts at work, but if you want to go out with me, we can go out this day and have lunch because that's the best I can do. We can have lunch and have some pizza or burgers, and then we can go to Old San Juan and feed the stray cats. God, because you're we, so gay. So gay. Like, the most lesbianic <laughs> date ever. <gasps> She was so excited. She's like, yay, let's do this. So I, you know, I fixed myself. And when I go out on dates. <laughs> fixed myself. <laughs> I, I, I fixed myself. Like I put my face on. I like to look presentable, you know. I think most people do. I, you will think. Particularly on a first date, right? You will think that you will brush your hair and nah. put clean clothing on you. Nah. So I'm waiting and waiting. It's noon. It's fucking hot i'm sweating and the girl shows up and i see her hair and her hair is a freaking mess and then i look at her shirt and her shirt had a bunch of stain 
and she was i think she was going to that for that i'm kind of like an anime girl kind of look not cosplay fully but kind of like dressing like that so she had like like that whole japanese schoolgirl sort of yeah kind of like harajuku kind of stuff and instead of like having real like knee heights, cute girl knee heights, no, apparently she went to Walgreens and bought one of those like little eggs with socks in it. And yeah. Like eggs with socks? Yeah. How, How old think- are you? <laughs> that was like a thing that was big they in like. They still sell that shit. I used to no, buy them. Yes, they do. We can go to CVS no, and you'll fucking see them there. Listen, they don't sell egg socks anymore. That was how they used to market pantyhose in the 50s. I know because when I used to buy pinup stuff, I would buy the ones with the seams. Do you want a bed? Yes. Do you want a bed? Yes. We can go to Walgreens tomorrow, a 20, that they sell those socks. Fine, you're on. We're on, babe. We're on and I'm going to win those 20 20 dollars anyway <laughs> then i look at her shoes and she had kind of like some like those um perry styles that the name of those shoes like moccasins fairies yeah yeah and they were full full like a whole layer of cat hair i mean we own two cats and a dog i can appreciate yes, but that we struggle land, like we roll off all the cat hair I before try. we leave the house i try anyways we went to eat, and suddenly she tells me she is a vegan. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. And you know when you see someone that the sparks are not there. They're not there, and it's totally fine. So we had lunch. We finished lunch, and I'm like, so let's go to Walgreens and buy, like, a bag of cat food to feed the cats. And we bought that, and she was so excited. And then she started, like, pouring food for the cats, like, tiny little, like, <laughs> you know. Nope. Kind of like tiny bunches of food. And I'm like, it's hot. This is not working. I want to leave. And we walk like maybe for an hour around all San Juan, like feeding little by little every single cat she saw. And then I couldn't take it anymore. And we went to <laughs> where they have... Just because uh, she was stinky? And no, it was just the whole thing. Like we had like no chemistry at all. And then we got to this point and there were like a bunch of stray cats. And she was like trying to feed them like... Maybe a pellet per cat of food. <laughs> like, you know, extended here, day. Here, starving cat, have this kernel of food. One tiny pellet for you. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're doing it wrong. So I ripped the bag. All the food <laughs> went flying. All the cats kind of like attacked. Like, yeah, they came, all came by. Both of the cats were just like, excuse me. Like, what the heck? We don't, we don't meow like that. And I'm like, okay, I have to go. I have to work early. I have to go to bed. And she's like, oh, is your car far? I'll drive it to your car. I'm like, sure, fine. Let's do this. Because I really wanted to end. But like, totally. Uh, oh, yeah, talking about cat fights. Yeah. And then when we got to her car, have you seen Hoarders? I have. <laughs> it was like having a Hoarder episode in her car. <laughs> it, it was bad. It was bad. She dropped me in my car. I went home. I took a nap. And when I woke up, I have a message from her saying, so, did you like me? Oh, no. I did not. And I wrote back, <laughs> you are a very nice girl. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Oh, I forgot about telling about her teeth, but we're not going to get into that. Complicated. <laughs> bad. Very bad. Bad. Horrible. Horrible teeth. Sarah wrote to us, terrible date with a straight guy. Aren't they all? I'm kidding. There are some nice ones out There's there. There's some nice one out there. Anyways, started off at McDonald's. He looked real nice with cowboy boots. I'm from the South. <laughs> so he chooses there because it's cheap and he works at Taco Bell. We oh, sit great. down to eat and then 
the staring begins. I don't think he even blinked the whole time we ate. I wanted it to end. I wanted it to end, but wanted the free movie. So I pulled through. You go, girl. We went to watch a movie and he was so handsy. Afterwards, we went to the park so I could let him down easy. He rode with me so he didn't have a car. We are at the park and the whole time he keeps staring (laughs) and has the worst breath. I decided to kiss him thinking that that would save the date. No. Nope. It was like a fish, all slimy oh. with some stank. Oh, oh, I am picturing salmon. That word is so, like, this stank is a bad word. Oh. So then I tell him, I'm sorry, it's me, I'm not feeling it. And then I left him at the park by himself while he waited for his ride. Oh. <laughs> I want to feel bad for this dude, but if you have, like... Poor dental hygiene is, yeah, is a no-go immediately. I can't feel sorry for you. Then apparently... First bad dates have something in common at the moment. <laughs> yeah. We have Alex story here, and he said, Worst day was bringing my boyfriend to my family's house. The meeting of my family was the worst because my family is so overprotective, and I felt awkward to bring him to a housewarming party. And looking back, I shouldn't have done that. No, man. Alex, I, I, I have to agree with you on this. If you're having a housewarming party with your family, do not bring dates. <laughs> Don't do unless, it. Unless you've been dating for like maybe three months already. Unless and they've already met. Unless they've already met. Yes. Or they know about him. Yeah. They, yeah. they have heard about like when I, uh, when I brought you to PR, my mom was so tired of talking about you. She was over it. She was over it until she saw you. And my mom is like five feet tall and just standing next to her. And she's like, <gasps> oh, Dios mío. Pero she's so tall. So tall. So tall. And I'm like, no, mom, she's not tall. You're tiny. <laughs> no, she's tall and so pretty and so blonde. I was so hungover that day, too. Yes. She, <laughs> she didn't know that part. She didn't know that part. <laughs> She was so impressed that you were so tall. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. My bad date was my only date that I've ever done online. And it was back when um, OkCupid was still like the big thing. Like Tinder didn't even exist. So I didn't even. Yeah, no. And this guy was also, I drove all the way up to New Hampshire because I thought I was really going to like this guy. Because we really hit it off. And he like had a bunch of comics, like cool comics. You know what I mean? And like a bunch of, I really love B-horror movies. And he was super into Into them. Yeah, he was super into And I was like, this is great. What could go wrong? He like also like he looked cute, had a dog, had a bunch of tattoos. He just lived up in New Hampshire. So I was like, all right, well. So he was like a male version of me. Basically. Yeah. Cool. So I was like, all right, like we'll have a good time. You know, I'll go drive up. And also he lived in Portsmouth, which was a pretty cool. It's uh, I like Portsmouth a lot. Portsmouth, New Hampshire is cool. We'll go there sometime. Do I have to move there? No, we don't have to move there. Okay. Um, I would never recommend moving to New Hampshire. Sorry, anyone from New Hampshire. It's just, it's, a, it's a lawless state. Anyways. Um, <laughs> there is no laws. So first things first, we get there. Or I get there, rather. And I had already driven an hour and a half to get there. I mean, it's it's far. And I get there, and he answers the door, and he's missing a front tooth. And I was like, oh! missing people <laughs> and on Thursday with missing feet or bad breath. And I was like, oh, hey, all right. 
I, but still cute. And I asked him, like, what happened? He had gotten punched at a bar, like, the week oh, before. Of course. So it was like, oh, great. Already sending off great signals and whatnot. So, but, you know, deciding to give it the old college try anyways. We're here. And um, <laughs> so I ended up, we, he wanted to take me down to the pier, which sounded pretty cool because there's a bunch of, like, pinball arcades and, like, things like oh, that that's out cool. there. cool. So we're on this road. We're in his car. And I realized. Free Island. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay. And I realize that we are on a road where the speed limit is 25 miles an hour, and he's going almost 80 with no hands on the wheel. Where were his hands? He just kept gesturing. He was talking about his ex-girlfriend, and he was very impassioned about it. So his hands were not on the wheel, and we were going so fast. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is where I die. I'm going to die on an online date right now. (laughs) And and you know what? I don't even really remember the rest of the date because I got so spooked and so freaked out by that because I was like I just thought I saw my life flashing before my eyes and I'm like we went to go see some bats come out of a cave and like whatever and he kept wanting to do stuff like one thing after another we went to this bar then we're gonna go to see this cave with the bats and then we're gonna do this and then he was like hey do you want to come in and watch a movie and I was like I am okay to go home now (laughs) (laughs) and I went home and I never contacted him again there you go no (laughs) more online dating for you no more I want to read this story, which I am kind of involved, and it's not my fault. I gave her the advice not to do this, but she didn't listen. You did. Yes. Our friend Austin Finest writes, <laughs> I met this girl through a mutual friend, me. Very social, but my friend, me, advised me <laughs> not to go out with her because she was a bit off the rails. But since I was, I always give people the second chance and a chance to get to know that I didn't listen to my friend. Bad idea, girl. I started to message her. It went back and forth for a couple of months and we get seen that we should meet and have drinks, but there was always something preventing this from happening. Finally, we had a break in our busy calendars and I invited her to have a drink since she already had told me that she was curious about me and that she was attractive to me. I invited her to my favorite bar in the city, which I frequent a lot, so everybody knows me there. It's not Cheers. And the bartender (laughs) is from our country, so she started asking him and pressuring him to play music from where we're from, and very persistently. And I was a little embarrassed because we were not the only ones at the bar, but my friend played a song or two for her, so she will shut up. Suddenly, (laughs) That's always a good quality in a date. Everyone wants them to be quiet. Yes. (laughs) Shut up, girl. Suddenly, a friend uh, of her comes to say hello, and she asked me if it bothered me that she invited him. And I was like, are you kidding me? But he was already there. Then she shouts, give me a second and pee my pants in Spanish. (laughs) And I feel even more embarrassed. That's when I knew that that was not going to go anywhere. What to me was a date for her was friends hanging out. All the people that could come into hang out were males and they were very friendly with her what (laughs) the fuck i told her i was feeling very uncomfortable so i paid the tab and i told them i was tired and left 10 minutes later she texted me that i left her alone there with those people i was baffled because of her friends and i realized that she was indeed unstable and decided not to invite her out again but since we had each other on Facebook and Instagram, she will see my posts and show up wherever I was. She actually crashed one of our hangouts 
That's and, so stalkery. Yeah, like if we were friends or even dating, one day I couldn't deal anymore and I told her I was not interested in any kind of relationship with her. Sounds nice, right? Not really. And I never saw her again. I have no idea where she is. I do not miss her. Neither does my pocket. Apparently, Alston Finest was paying all the time. And yes, this girl crashed one of like friend dates at <sighs> Worrell and then she got a knowledge that I was on the on Survivor and that the show was coming out, I was going to be on TV and she was flipping out. And then suddenly after a couple of drinks, she told me like, you know what? I don't like you. I didn't like you, but I like you now oh. <laughs> because I like you now, meaning I like you now because you're going to be on TV and you can like, you know, be kind of like Do you a think she meant that or did you think that she just meant like, I didn't like you before, but now I like you because I have hung out with you. No, because we have hung out before, and I... I'm just trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. No, there's no benefit of the doubt here. This girl... There is no... There is not. She didn't (laughs) like me, and it's totally fine. And, I mean, I bet you she is a nice girl to some people, because friends that introduce us are really good friends, but it didn't happen with us we didn't click at all friends not, they, not friends no, now or ever no 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 um, i'm so sorry i wish her well but i'm glad that i don't have to deal with that neither <laughs> does my friend alston finest Special shout out to Kirsten, who gave us the amazing term dumpster diving in reference to dating in the city. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> sounds entertaining. But I think uh-huh. that we are possibly running short on time. We got like a lot of submissions for the, this podcast. And I think that the last one should be from our friend John Val John, which sent us the winner of horror stories. <laughs> yeah, guys, I <laughs> don't care how bad your dates are. Your dates are not as bad as this date. Are you ready? Ready! All right. Jean Valjean, this one is for you. It was a dark and stormy night within my soul. I was supposed to be on call for this crime scene, but someone else got called and I had a free Saturday night. One of my friends decided to set me up with someone, and my friend said this girl was a vet tech and perfect. We had been texting back and forth for a couple of days, so I was not afraid for my safety, and I was like, hey, it's a great night, let's do something. She lived about 40 minutes away from my college, and I asked her if she was okay picking me up, because I didn't have a car, and she said yes. So she picks me up, and I knew right away I was not attracted to her. So that's always a good baseline to start with, you know? Yeah, I don't like you, but... I don't like you. But she already came out all this way, and I thought, maybe it's going to be a fun night. I am always open to making new friends. So on this 40-minute car ride, I was trying to get her to know her better and have a conversation, basic stuff, and asked, what do you want to do tonight? A bunch of different times. <laughs> no response there. She asked if uh, if I liked cats. I do not. It's true. This person is um, so skeeved out by our cats, like super skeeved. And she like will tolerate our cats, but yes. she does not really tolerate other cats. Other cats. Anyways. <laughs> She was complaining that our cat bit her, and it's just because our cat wanted her to pet her. To be fair, that cat is kind of a jerk, though. She's a jerk. A beautiful jerk. Anyways. (laughs) 
so this girl is like, I have three cats. Is that cool? And I told her I was allergic, not great with cats, don't really like them, but they're fine. And she replied, good thing that you don't hate them because I would leave you on the side of the road right now. Oh, <laughs> what? Good. Uh, so she pointed out that she was a gold star lesbian and Woo! asked about me. Uh, yes, represent. I told her I was not a lesbian, and she remained silent. Oh, think that she might be biphobic. Yeah, oh. super, super good. Great. I think biphobia is a huge problem. Just that's yes. that's that's a topic for another day. But anyways, it was not going great to say the least. She messaged. Mm. John Valjean messaged their grad school chat and told them I needed an emergency phone call. And they told me to give them a play-by-play of the date, asking how it's going super excited. Everybody has been waiting for this. So Ugh. obviously this means they are not going to call, to call her the, at uh, all. Yeah, they're yeah. like, sorry, girl, have fun. If you're familiar with uh, upstate New York rednecks, because people think that New York is super liberal, right? So they're like, New York City, oh my God, liberal, like safe haven. But the rest of New York is like super not liberal. Uh. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, no, it's really, like, upstate New York has some severe rednecks here. uh, And her family was one of them. (laughs) So she was like, all right, like, let's go to my house, you know, and and pulls them into the driveway. And at this point, Jean Valjean is still thinking that this girl lives by herself. In fact, she does not. Oh, she had roommates? She lives with her dad. Oh, her dad is her roommate. And her dad is one of those New York rednecks. (laughs) So... (laughs) She, they pull in, and Jean Valjean is like, hey, what are we going to do? The girl is like, let's stop here and have a drink. So I go into the house, and her dad greets me. <laughs> and there were deers along the wall, raccoons everywhere, and, like, taxidermies. So we're not talking oh. paintings. We're talking, like, crappy, bad taxidermies. Oh. Because this person can appreciate good taxidermy. I mean, obviously, they're waiting for a crime scene. They're not opposed to dead things. Yes. <laughs> But well, bad, I mean, not opposed to dead things. Bad it's not good, ever. Yeah, also, Regardless. not opposed to dead things is probably not yeah. the words I should have used, but it's fine. Anyways, and there were also ceramic toads everywhere. Oh. Yeah. So, the father Anyways. asks who I was, and she introduced me as her date. And the dog comes by, and they latched onto each other like a beacon of the light in <laughs> the darkness. But this girl hated the dog. There was a dog in the house, but the girl hates dogs, love cats. And oh, she, yeah. but the girl said that I, she knew that I liked animals and wanted to show me what she had. What she had? She had a chinchilla. Cool. And she also had snakes and lizards. How many, how many snakes? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So she goes into her bedroom, which she continuously would not allow Jean Valjean in. Okay. Said that that was the rule. And gave the rules before bringing out her snakes and lizards. Not allowed to touch them. Can't touch them. Brings out the snakes one by one. She would go back in and bring out another one. Oh, how many snakes? The 18 snakes, (gasps) 12 lizards. Oh, shit. And four frogs. What the heck? So Jean Valjean would try and touch these snakes. The girl would be like, no, no, can't do that. He's cranky. Uh, As snakes are wont to be because they're they're fucking snakes. (laughs) Very happy snake. Happy snakes. Anyways, 18 snakes later, 12 lizards, four frogs. She was like, we should head out. I told her I was tired and asked if we could make it an early night. My friends would not call and kept asking me for details. And I was 40 minutes out of the city stranded 
We had friends in common. I trusted them. <laughs> there were some haunted houses. Those are no really good friends. Yes. So she had suggested to go to haunted houses nearby because That's it's cool. the fall, upstate New York. What else is there to do? She was like, I was like, great, sure. Let me parenthetically add that this person very early on in our friendship stated that in a fight or flight situation that their uh, instance is to fight. Okay. So haunted houses are really a, a really good, a good idea for her. Yes. So she's like, great, fantastic. Then proceeds to tell me that her sister, brother-in-law, and their son were going to join in. Oh, the whole family. Yes. A family date. We got a ride there with them. I'm trapped with this girl and her family. We go to the first haunted house, and she keeps trying to hold my hand. I kept trying to lose it, proceeding to put my hands in my pockets, which was pretty terrible because I wanted to punch someone. (laughs) (laughs) But kept trying to hold my hand, survived the haunted houses, and she was driving me back home. 40 minutes, by the way. 4-0-14. That must have been, like, the longest ride ever. And I was pretending to be more tired than I was, so she wouldn't talk to me. And outside of the apartment, we pull up. She proceeds to tell me she had a lot of fun and wanted to see me again. (laughs) And then she went in for the kiss. Oh, ballsy! (laughs) So Jean Valjean threw their hands up in front of their face in an X and literally just blocked it. An action, an action, you know, dull. Yeah. No, I can't. I have bad breath. What's the excuse? What's, what's with the bad breath and the bad mouth shape on first dates on all of these people? Can't do it. I am exhausted. Let's catch up later. Tucked and rolled out of the car and ran into the apartment. Had a drink and went to bed. Cool for her? The only way that I knew that it was not some horrible fever dream I had had was because the next morning, her sister, her brother-in-law... Were there. And her father had sent Facebook friend requests. Oh, she was already part of the family. And had started posting photos of them together. Oh, no. Hashtag married. Jean Valjean, you're a champion. You are the winner. I will say that my uh, comparison telling of this story had absolutely no, bore no candle to their story. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The way she told us this story was priceless and more into detail but we are running out of time today which i thought it was not gonna happen of course it's gonna happen we talk shit about everything we talk about so much stuff i know i know so next week we are again requesting for you guys to send us your stories yeah so we just talked about dates from hell and how awful people have been to us but let's be real we're shitty people, too. Yeah, we are kind of <laughs> assholes, too. So we all have that one story of that one person that we, you know, ghosted or blew off or treated really bad. That's what we're talking about next week. We are assholes, too. Send us your stories. Send us your stories at either our Instagram account, Twitter account. You can also email us at Jess and Lear at gmail.com. We have a shared email address, but we don't use it for weird stuff, we promise. We promise. That's how great of a couple and committed we are to each other. Oh, We're like those people, those people that are like... Have shared Facebook accounts? Johnson family. No, fuck off. Yeah, Johnson family. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was such an aggressive reaction. Yeah, it was... Babe, relax, it's never going to happen with us. You'll have your account. I have mine. We're happy with that. It, it's totally fine. You can reach us out at our instagram accounts mine is toxo plus molir 
or just write Lyrissa Maria and you'll find it. My Instagram is Lyrissa, L-Y-R-S-A. I mean, my Twitter. So you can send me a DM through Twitter too. And how about you, babe? What are your like social media shoes? All of my stuff is all the same. It's all at Jessica Dunaway everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and send us your stories. Okay? Thank you again to everybody who submitted their awesome stories. Thank you for putting up with our harassment on Facebook. We appreciate it. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at Les Chat, not just a lesbian podcast. And we will see you next week. Yeah, see you next week, guys. How do we turn this off? I don't know. <laughs>